Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Hallelujah. You guys can take your seats. It's good to see you in church on a long weekend. What sort of service do we want today? A good one. Bit of pressure. Praise God. Lucky he's the one that does it, eh? But I was thinking, do we want a relaxed one? Do we want the power of God? What What are we hungry for today? All right, all right, all right. Cool. Hallelujah. Well, I was praying about today, and for those that know, my name's Pastor Josh Pittman. I pastor a church at Seaford and Yankalilla, and my wife's here somewhere, Beck. I lost my ring somewhere, so if you find a wedding ring, give me a yell, it's mine. It's not here. I left it at home, I think. But um, just to let you know, I am married. Three kids, Annabelle, Ezra, and Charlotte. So um, yeah, praise God. But this is like a, a second home to me. Um, Marty and Karen are, are great friends to us, and... Yeah, it's just, it's a blessing to be here. And I, I feel like God's going to do something today. And um, I feel a, a bit of a stirring in my spirit. So I'm, I'm encouraged and excited all in one. And um, it's, it's good. Can we pray if that's okay? So, Lord, we just thank you for your presence that's in this house. Lord, we thank you that you have plans for today, even before today came. So I just ask that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven in this place. And I pray that we would leave together with the fullness of that which you have purchased for us by your blood. And I pray that we'd walk in that freedom in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So I've entitled this message, Taking the City. And it was so cool that they sang God of Revival because it's about the city. It's about awakening. And um, I was reading the passage in Joshua when they're about to cross over the Jordan and and enter into the the promised land and take possession of the land. Can everyone say possession? Possession. Because I think the enemy sometimes really robs us of the thought that we can take ownership and authority over things on earth. I think sometimes we can think that it's just waiting for us in heaven and when we get there, then we'll enter into everything. But I believe God's calling His church to take possession of what He's purchased for us today. Does anyone believe that? And Joshua was encouraged. He, he was encouraged to walk around the people. And I just felt to do this this morning. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but Marty's not here, so he can't tell me off. So that's good. But Joshua was to walk around the people and, and to remind them of the anointing, to remind them that, that God was for them and not against them, to remind them that there was a promise to grab a hold of. And he walks around the people and he says to the people, he says, consecrate yourselves. It's cool. Suzanne spoke about that being set apart. He says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord is going to do something amazing in your midst. So to take the city, I believe there's three key things that I want to speak about today that I believe we need to enter into. The first one we just spoke about is consecration. See, God always moves on hearts that are set apart for Him. He always moves on through and on and upon willing vessels. Who's willing in this place to be used? 
See, Joshua says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord's going to do something. He was preparing them, but he was reminding them that God often uses people to do his mighty exploits. I had never really understood why God used people. I, I sometimes think God should just do it. Because is anyone fail around here or is, are you all just perfect? I fail just when I think I'm doing great and I'm, I'm on it. I do something silly and Beck's there to remind me of that. And I think God gave wives to tell us that. Praise God. He definitely gives us children to tell us that. I know that. You do something wrong with your kids and they, they tell you about it, don't they? But I don't know why God just doesn't do it, but he chose to partner with us. He chose to, to call us, to set us apart, to choose us, to partner with him to see amazing things. But to, to have the ability to do that, there has to be a consecration, a setting apart, a, a priority of God's purposes. So I believe the church needs to have great purpose. I believe the Great Commission is the greatest purpose that, that God has given humanity. I really go into all the world, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, raise the dead. I mean, that's pretty cool. Love people. Is anyone to get excited about that, that that's our job? Well, that's pretty cool. What, a, what an opportunity. So Joshua goes around the people and he begins to give them prophetic vision. He begins to remind them of the promises of God. And I'm believing today that God is going to speak to you about taking the city. And for some of us, that's not going into the streets and preaching and that. For some of us, that's just taking our homes back. It's taking our marriages back. It's, 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 it's speaking over our kids again and seeing them follow God, all of those things. We, we think of the city, but I believe that when our homes are right and our churches are on fire for God, the city will be shaken. Does anyone believe that? I really do. I think God does it in His church before He does it in the world. But so we're here today to unpack this. So consecration, I believe, is the first thing. It's to, to declare to be sacred. That you're set apart for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Paul speaks about. I'm not ashamed. Can we bring that, that unashamable excitement for the gospel again? Can we get that back where we're so excited to see what God is going to do in our midst? I'm tired of the fear of man. I don't want it anymore. We're not under that anymore. We're saved by the blood of Christ. We're not under that. We don't have the fear of man. So Joshua's walking around. He says, prepare yourselves because God's going to do something. Remember, get ready. Can I declare this over Harvest Church today? Get ready because God is going to do something great in your midst. Can I just prophesy that in the atmosphere? You leave this place and I believe God's going to give you dreams and visions and a strategy to see those things come to pass. That Where there's been strongholds, they're going to be taken down. Where there's been chains, they're going to be shattered and broken in Jesus' mighty name. So I want to talk today out of John chapter 2. That was the introduction. I hope that was okay. This is our text for today in John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, we're going to look at. And this is Jesus' first miracle when He turns water into Wine, who knows the story? Well, I want to unpack some things because what Jesus does in this, this miracle, it, it makes available to us so many different depths of God's power and His authority that He has. It gives us a great understanding of the capacity that God has. Don't ever underestimate 
God's capacity in your life. Don't ever underestimate the possibles of God. For with man it is impossible, but with God what? All things. Can everyone just say that? All things are possible to those whom believe. Does anyone believe in this place? All right, cool. We're good. We're on the same page. So let's read this, John chapter 2. And it may come up somewhere on one of the screens. I never know what screen to look at. You preach at different churches and I see myself. And that's really not comforting at all. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's read this. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? Encouraging statement from Jesus. For my hour has not yet come. Let's read on verse 5. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Who likes a drink to the brim? Yeah. He's a God of more than enough. Amen. Amen. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who were drawn the water knew, powerful, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine comes out. But you have kept the good wine till what? Last or until now. The good wine until now. I love this picture of this story because Jesus' first miracle was done with family. See, the God that we serve is a God of family. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He's the God of generations. I want to encourage us that God loves our children more than we do. He loves the grandparents more than we do. He loves the mums and dads more than we could ever hope, dream or even imagine. In fact, He loves us so much that He sent His Son to die for us. God is the God of generations. And I love this picture with Jesus, with the disciples, with His mother all hanging out at a party. Who's thankful that God likes to party? Who's thankful? And I mean that with respect. When I say party, let's rephrase that because someone's going to take that and say that Pastor Josh said that Jesus is a party animal. I didn't say that. He loves celebrations. Can I word it that way? That He loves when we gather together, where two or three gather in His name. There He is. He loves today. He loves when we come together in His house today. He's here right now because we are gathering together in His name. And when He's here, miracles can take place. Amen. So he's with the disciples. He's in this party. They're hanging out. And there's a problem. And there's no greater person that you can have in your room when there's a problem than Jesus Christ. I don't know how I could ever live without having Jesus by my side. I don't know how I could live without having His presence in my life. I honestly don't know how I could be married without Jesus in the centre. I really believe that you want to have a great marriage, get Jesus in the center of it. 
And I know I've only been married for almost 15 years and I may not be qualified to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Get Jesus in your marriage. It'll turn it around. It will, I promise you. So there was a wedding and they ran out and Mary speaks to Jesus and he says something. Woman, my hour has not yet come. Or in other words, it's not the right time. Can everyone say not the right time? Okay, I want you to keep that in your mind just for a moment. I want to look at the miracle for a second. Because this miracle is, is powerful. This miracle, it changes molecular, molecular structures. And I was never good at science, so I wrote down what I'm about to say because I wouldn't have got it right. I was great at attending school, but I really wasn't. Anyway, we won't go there. Praise God. I've been delivered from that part of my life. Hallelujah. I've learned from that. Now I just tell my kids, school's important. <laughs> I'll read this. At a molecular level, the water, basically hydrogen and, hydrogen and oxygen, was changed into wine that contained sugar, yeast, and water, which contained carbon and nitrogen along with oxygen and hydrogen. Thus, by changing water into wine, Jesus demonstrated his authority over even the atomic structure of atoms, powerful, by commanding oxygen and hydrogen atoms to disassemble, listen to this, and reform into other atoms of different configurations. Powerful. The amount of energy it would take to perform this atomic deconstruction and reconstruction is powerful. The intermolecular energy being released is the source of the explosive energy from an atomic bomb. So when Jesus began to do this miracle, the first thing that he began to do was deconstruct. So when we're going to take this city and we're consecrating our lives to God, oftentimes the first thing that he wants to do is deconstruct us. Oftentimes for the new wine to come, he has to deconstruct and pull away the old ways. In John, it talks about abiding in the vine. And any branch that doesn't bear fruit, he what? He cuts away. He doesn't just cut away and give it to us. It says that he burns it up. He gets rid of it. He refines us so that we can what? Bear much fruit. So he had to deconstruct before he can reconstruct. And I want to encourage and challenge you all in one little parcel today. Would you allow God to deconstruct some things in your life so that he can reconstruct according to his spirit, according to his word? See, some of us have ideologies and mindsets that are hindering us taking possession of that which God wants to do. And I'm believing today that the Spirit of God can renew our mind, can transform the Word of God. It breaks down paradigms. It shifts uh, ideologies and patterns and cultures. And it brings the truth and the reality of who God is, His nature, His character. So there was a deconstruction that took place before there was a reconstruction. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live with the old wine. I'm 38 years old. Not that old. Or it is to some, depending on who you ask. But I don't want to rely on what I knew yesterday. Because His grace, His mercies, they're new every day, praise God. What, what grace, what mercy is available to us today? Karen. 
I just feel a word for you. The pool of Shalom, the stirring of the water. And there was a man there who was waiting for a miracle and the water began to stir, but he was unable to get to the water and Jesus, Jesus visited him. And I want to encourage you that the waters are stirring and Jesus is on his way. The waters are stirring and Jesus is on his way. I just, I just feel that right now. So I just, I, I, I just pray for you and I encourage you. God loves you and he has a plan. He's on his way. Just, I just really want to encourage you. I'm sorry, I, I know I stopped mid-message, but because, so can we just give the Lord a hand for that? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I, just the stirring of the waters. Hallelujah. There was new wine. I don't want to rely on what was old. I want to rely on what's new. And Jesus began to deconstruct the, the molecular structure. What structures could we allow God to deconstruct and reconstruct in our lives that would set us on a trajectory for victory? See, in the South, we kind of settle for, for the status quo. We settle for just getting by. But I want to encourage us, we don't have to just get by. And I'm not talking about finance. I'm talking about in our, in our, in our minds, in our hearts, in our physical bodies, that, that He's the God of more than enough. He's a miracle-working God that we don't actually have to settle, but we can allow God to change us, to renew us, to shape us into His image. Amen. So we get back to the time. Can everyone say the time? <laughs> and Jesus says, woman, it's not my time. And there was something that Mary did that, that I guess, overlapped or stepped into something supernatural. See, Jesus said it wasn't His time, but Mary began to speak the language of heaven, which is faith. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Is that true? So Jesus says, woman, it's not my time. And Mary responds with, whatever He says, do that and the miracle is going to happen. Whatever he says, that, that's faith. She, she steps over because no longer is Jesus to her just her son, but he's the son of God. And what unlocks this and sets this miracle up is Mary's revelation of who Jesus is. And I wanted to say this right now, that Mary is not to be worshipped, that Mary has no great authority. She's just used by God just like we can. And she realises that she was chosen by God to carry Jesus, yes, through the Holy Spirit. But all of a sudden she has a revelation of who Jesus was, that He's the Son of God. And He says, it's not my time. But Mary says, hang on a second. You are not limited to time and space for before anything was created, you were. So she steps into the language of heaven where she unlocks faith. And Jesus, He has to respond to faith. The God that we serve, He responds to faith. So He steps over. I think she remembers the words in Matthew. When the angel says to her, you will conceive a son. And you will bear him and his name will be called Emmanuel. Which is what? God is with us. Can I tell us today that Emmanuel, God is with us in this place today? So all of a sudden, Mary is reminded of that revelation 
that she carried the Son of God, that she carried the one that was going to redeem humanity. And she steps into the faith realm. She begins to speak. Whatever he says, do it because time is not his restraint. The world is not his restraint. He is before all things and all things exist in him. And everything that was created was for him and by him, it says in Colossians. Pretty powerful stuff. So she steps over those realms of possibilities. She steps in and she begins to declare who Jesus really is. Whatever he says, it's going to be done. Can I declare that in this place, whatever God has spoken to you, let it be done in Jesus' name. Your prophetic words. When you read the Scriptures, hold on to those promises because those promises are the very thing that activate heaven. It was her revelation of Jesus Christ and who He was that broke this meeting open. It went from just a party with no good stuff to the manner of heaven. I'm telling you, I want that kind of party in my life. I don't want to settle for worldly stuff. I want to settle for the things of the supernatural. So she steps into it. She, she kind of just steps into this place. It's like, whoa, here she is. Whatever he says, let it be done. This revelation, this revelation of Jesus opened the door to the supernatural. Let us remind us today. Let me remind you today, sorry, that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that is the pathway for our salvation, for miracles, for signs and wonders. If we can grasp who Jesus is, we can understand the heart of the Father towards humanity and see His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's this revelation. She knew that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. John 1. She understood that before John was written, she stepped into it. It was the Holy Spirit bringing that revelation. The Holy Spirit leads us into what truth and the truth is Jesus Christ. And that truth sets us free, praise God. She stepped into this. She stepped into this life, this understanding of who Jesus was. And because of that, Jesus was able to then turn the water into wine. He responds to faith. What faith could we have for our situation right now? You may say, I'm running out of time. Well, I know a God who does not limit it to time. You may say, I'm weak. Well, my Bible says that when we're weak, He is strong. In our weakness, His strength is made perfect or, or His power is made perfect in other translations. In our weakness, when we're weak, it's better because then God can take over. Can I speak to your weaknesses today? Give them to God so that He can move in His power, in His strength. We don't need to go to the gym for that. Who's thankful for that? Amen. Praise God. Who's thankful that we don't have to earn it? Who's thankful that it's a free gift? This stuff's free. Mary just stepped into something that was free. She just stepped into it and said, I'm going to enter into this. If Jesus is this, then I'm going with Him. Whatever He says, do it. Can we be that type of person that says, whatever my God says, I'm believing that. Come on. The world's saying this. My friends are saying this. That person, God, they're all saying this. But whatever He says, whatever Jesus says, I'm going to believe that today. I'm going to, believe, I'm going to shut the door. On the other stuff, in fact, it says don't give the enemy a foothold, which means don't allow his foot to get in the door. It's time that we begin to shut the door on the enemy. Don't let him have his little foot in there where he can whisper those things. No, shut the door on the enemy. The enemy is under our feet. He's been defeated by the blood of Christ. Amen. He's defeated. Shut the door. 
Shut the door today. I'm shutting the door on my past today. I'm shutting the door on those words that have been spoken on my life today. I shut the door on curses that have been spoken on my family. I shut the door on that stuff because I'm going to take the city. See, it was the revelation of Christ that, that opened and, 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 and instituted Jesus' ministry. He said it's not his time, but it's her faith that, that opened the door. Isn't it powerful? It's cool. It's so cool. God used Mary to bring him into the world and then also her faith to ignite the ministry of Christ. I mean, that is the greatest partnership. So we've got consecration, revelation, and the last one is activation. So when we have a great revelation, understanding of who Jesus is and who we are in Him, then we can begin to activate the things that God wants us to activate. Oftentimes we stop before we get to the activation part. See, Jesus said it's not the time, but Mary said it's about faith time. It's faith. It's time for faith. So what is it time for in your life today? Is it time for the same old or is it time to activate faith? I kind of word it like this, that it's a collaboration with God. The great co-mission. It's, it's a powerful thought to think that God would partner with us. That God would choose us. He would, he would cleanse us. He would restore us. And He would walk with us. I mean, to think about that, He'd walk with us. That the battle is the Lord's, it's not ours. He goes before us. Who's thankful for that in this place? It was this collaboration, this activation with God. Mary stepped into that and she says, I'm going to partner with God. I believe God wants to do this today. And Jesus says, fill the pots up. He says, get me some empty vessels so they can be filled. And he didn't say just fill them. He said, fill them to the brim. Make sure there's no room for anyone to put something in it. I'm telling you, we need to be so full of the Holy Spirit that there's no room for anything else. We need to be so full of the Word of God and the things of God that there's no room. See, oftentimes we bind the lies of the enemies because we're empty. David says, my cup runneth over. He anoint my head with oil. I mean, that's a great promise. We, we read that. Through COVID, everyone was quoting that psalm. My cup runneth over. I'm full to the brim. So there's only room for God and nothing else. I pray that for our people, for you today as a church, that there'll be no room for anything else because you're so full of the goodness, the love, the glory of presence of God. Fill it to the brim and whatever He says, do it. See, there has to be an activation. Faith without works is what? It's dead. So you can have all the ideas in the world. You can have great prophetic words. You could have someone come here and prophesy. But if you don't activate it through the Word of God, you'll never see the breakthrough. If we're going to take this city, if we're going to take the strongholds in our life, we have to activate that which Christ has purchased for us. You have to activate it. That step, whatever He says, do that. I love the disciples. They would just be like, Can you imagine that? See, Mary stepped into something. She didn't even fill the pots. 
She stepped in. She knows that Jesus can do this. And they're the ones who are just going to carry it out. It was part of their training. It was. See, they didn't know, but it was a part of their training. See, if they could carry the pots, then they could raise the dead. See, if they couldn't carry the pots, they couldn't have the faith to raise the dead. So it's the process. We often, we often rule out the process. We go for the big things, but maybe today it's just filling up a pot. Maybe today it's just saying, Lord, I need to be filled again. Maybe today it's just saying, Lord, here I am. I'm a pot. Use me. He is the potter, isn't he? And we are the clay. And it was marred in the hands of the potter, but the potter restored it to what seemed good to him. And I tell you, I want the Lord to restore me to what seems good to him, not what seems good to the world. Even my family, because I believe what God has for me is the best for the world. And it is the best for my family. Fill it to the brim. Fill it. There has to be activation, consecration, revelation, then activation. What is God speaking to you today to activate? For some, it can just be a simple thing. For others, it might be preaching on the streets. I don't know what it is, but God does. Our job is just to hear what he's saying and do it. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says to you today, just do it. Nike stole it. It was already in the scriptures. Just do it. Whatever he says to you today, just do it. Because God is with you. God is for you. So who could be against you? See, it seems right now that the world is all against the church and all this stuff's happening. And I know Marty's he's into that stuff and he understands the, the signs of the times. He really does. He's a, he's a, he's, God's gifted him in that sense. And, and that is true. Those things are happening, but he's also going to raise the church. See, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the spirit raises a standard. Amen. My Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom. So we're on the winning side. But it takes activation, consecration, revelation. Have your revelation, but activate it. Matthew 7, 7 tells us, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his sons asked him for bread, would give him a stone? So the Lord's asking us. He's, he's drawing us in today. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. A lot of us, we're good with the asking. We come to the Lord with our shopping list. Who, who has that? <laughs> and we say, Lord, I need this, I need that, I need that. But very few of us seek. We seek Him, seek His face. Because that takes time. It's easy to ask. It's a lot of time in seeking, but, but it's, that re- it's that relationship that God so wants from His people. He wants to fill the shopping list. He does. But more than that, He wants, he wants that, relation, that, that, that relation, that relation, that, that commission, that partnership. Knock. That's the activation knock. Sometimes to take the stronghold, you've got to knock on the door. 
Sometimes to take your family back, you need to knock on the door. Seek partnership, relationship, but knock. If you knock, the door will be opened to you. He opens those doors that no man can shut. I don't know about you, but in my life, I want doors open that, that no one can shut. I want in my life doors that are open, that are impossible to open in the natural. I want those type of doors. I want, I want doors where people say, man, you could have never have done that. Can we have that kind of open doors in our life? Because that's the God I know. The God I know opens things and he does things that are impossible that even the professionals can't understand. I want people to say there's no other way to explain this except a miracle. Can we have that back in the church? Can we have that back in our finances, in our families? Can we have that back in our health? Where The the only thing to say is it's a miracle. No one could have opened that door. Charisma, personality, those doors couldn't be opened through that. Investments, the door definitely couldn't have been opened with that. It has to have been a miracle. It was Mary's revelation of Christ that opened the door to the supernatural. Can we stand in this place if that's okay? In Revelation, it speaks about Jesus knocking on the door of our heart. It says that he, he wants to come and dine with us. And I wanted to put this out to the church today, that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, it says that we're saved by believing our heart and confessing with our mouth that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that He died for your sins and rose again. If you don't know Jesus in this place, please don't leave this house without saying yes to Jesus. Don't leave this place without saying, Lord, I need you. That's consecration. The first step to all of this stuff, the first step to the supernatural is just humbling yourself before God and saying, Lord, I need you in my life. Can I tell you right now, I'm 38. I was a pastor's kid. I was brought up in the church, but it wasn't until I was 16 that I encountered the parents and the power of God that it was no longer my mum and dad's relationship, but it was mine. Everyone needs that in this place. Everyone needs that moment where you know that God's called you with a holy call and that He's chosen you. It says in the Scriptures that we didn't choose Him. He chose us. I thank God that He chose me. If you don't know Jesus in this place, please don't leave this house. Don't leave this opportunity right now without saying, Jesus, I need you. Maybe you just, you just go on wayward. Come back today. Come back today. If you're in this place right now, can you just raise your hand if you need Jesus in your life right now? If you, yeah, amen. There's hands going up. Amen. There's, there's hands going up right now. See, this is your day. This is your moment. This is the Lord just saying, I'm going to open the door for you. See, this door that you've just opened through faith in Christ is a doorway to, to eternity with Him. There's either heaven or hell. There's the reality of it. And by just believing that, that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and calling out on His name, you shall be saved. So right now, maybe as a church, can we just, this is a holy moment. It says that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now for those people that raise their hands. Maybe we could just close our eyes. And what I want us to do is just to repeat a prayer. I'll pray and then you just repeat it. And it's just a a confession. It's just a prayer that, that allows God, that gives Him permission to have lordship of our life. Repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus. 
Thank you today. You chose me. Forgive me of my sins. Set me free. And release eternity. Thank you, Lord, that today I'm saved by the finished work of the cross. And I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That prayer that you just prayed today opens the door. It opens the door. It makes a way. It opens it. It's, it's, you've just responded to God just knocking on your door today. But it's the first step. I want to encourage you. Get around someone. I know there's a team here that can speak to you. that would love to pray with you. Just, just make sure you see someone before you go. Don't just go out into the world again. Have some, some relationship here. You need to be in the house of God to strengthen you. Before we go, I wanted to just pray for our city. And I'm not talking about the big city, although I am. <laughs> I'm talking about our city, our temple, our families, our homes, our businesses. I believe it's time to take possession, to take back what the enemy saw. I see abundance of finance. I see breakthrough in health. I really do. I see that someone in this place with, it, with a blood condition, I, I, just, I sense that right now, that the Lord is cleansing your blood, whoever that is. I just pray for you right now. If you've got a blood condition in this place, I just command that healed in Jesus' name right now. Whether it's leukemia or something, I just sense it right now. I, just, I set that free in Jesus' name, cleansed. So if you feel comfortable, I'd encourage you just to raise your hands to heaven and I'm just going to pray. Lord, right now we just consecrate ourselves before you. We set ourselves apart for your glory, for your purposes. And as we're reminded of your revelation of who you are, of your ability, that you're omniscient, you're all-knowing, you're all-powerful. As we're reminded of who you are, Lord God, we'd ask that you'd activate us. or We'd ask that you'd partner with us in those things that we need breakthrough for. Lord, as we think about Paul and Silas in prison, they're worshiping and praising God and the chains begin to break and the, and the prison doors were open so they were free. I command right now over our families, over our businesses, over our homes right now that where there's been shackles, there's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be an open heaven in those places in Jesus' name. I pray today, God, that, that your will would be our will. That what we see in our lives, the fruit of our lives would be the will that you have for us. We don't want any counterfeit thing right now. We want you. I just ask, Holy Spirit, would you begin to move from the front to the back? Would you begin to stir up the gifts that are within people? Would you begin to raise up hope in this place? Give them faith that would move mountains and mustard seeds, all it needs, Lord. And I just ask that you would have your way in every person's life right now, restoration, breakthrough, Lord, victory for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. In verse 11, it says this, this is the first sign that Jesus did and it manifested his glory. I want to leave that with you today, that, that in your life, God's going to manifest His glory. 
I, I speak that again, that in your life, that, that people are going to see the glory of God in your life. When Moses went up the hill, his face shone with the glory and the presence. I pray over, I declare over you that people are going to see the glory of God in this church, in Harvest Church. The glory of God is going to be manifested in this place. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for having me today.